I'm thrilled. I looked on Facebook live just there. The names I see from my old days in New York, it's fat, they're just a pile of them. Hey. Hey, I, I know sometimes, some of you can't hear this very well, but I got to tell you, our volume is up plenty loud. We raise the volume here. Everybody goes deaf. So I'm not sure what to do except raise your volume up as much as you can, everybody, because I'd hate for you to miss this message. And because it's the best one ever. Today is going to be the best one ever. It's on joy. Advent joy. And what is joy? Joy is different than happy. Joy is the awareness of higher power. Joy is the awareness that there is something that I can't describe. But it lives in me. And you're clear on that. Joy is something that you cannot describe, but it lives in you. And it can't not live in you, but it is the awareness of that something. And I, I recommend this too. Be aware it's on your side. It's on your side a hundred percent of the time. And it's on everybody's side a hundred percent of the time. That invisible something that we can't describe, because to describe it would limit it. And it's, uh, would, um, anybody you tried to describe God, tried to describe love, and suddenly it becomes insufficient. The words we use to describe this something, just when we put it in a box, it gets small. And then what happens? I stay small. And I came to unity and I found out I never had to stay small in my mind again. I never had to live as, as a small thinking person. And I grew up with people who tried, tried so hard to make me small. And then I grew up and met people who tried to make me small. And I've met people in churches who try to make me small so that they can stay small. And I say, no, I'm not going to join you in that. As a kid, I, I agreed with certain things. And I, and I because I, I didn't know better. You know, some, somebody ever said we were ugly, we couldn't sing, we couldn't do this. And then we agreed with them. And it's taken years, decades for some of us to get past that. To realize, oh, they were wrong. And it's kind of that simple. They were wrong. You know, if anybody's parents ever told you you were bad? Anybody? Anybody ever have that? You were told you were bad. They were wrong. Now, where you may have come up short in your ignorance as a child is ignorant, and that doesn't mean they're stupid. It means they didn't know better, is that you agreed with them. And what happened is many of us grew up angry that what they did and forgot and isn't aware, oh, I agreed. I agreed with these people. I agreed with these people who were confused. I agreed with these people that didn't know better. But I get it, if you're being hit, if you're being intimidated, if you're being, it's like somewhere in there, if I see bad, there must be bad and I must be bad. If I'm labeling something in the world bad, I must be bad, because how could I see bad if I weren't, if I weren't somehow bad, at least in my mind? And, and so, and it's, it's very daunting. This is big time stuff. This is big people stuff. 
and overcoming the inner child that will fight this, overcoming the ego that will fight this. Because we look around the world and we say, oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And what you, we don't realize is what, what we're telling ourselves. We're telling ourselves we're bad because how could I see what I am not? Because if it's all unity, if it's all one, how can I be separate from anything? How can I be apart from all that I see? And so when I see what I think is bad, I have to go within and say, Spirit, tell me the truth about this so that I don't once again agree with the world. So that I don't once again agree with my mother, my father, my grandparents, whatever. So that I don't once again agree with the news, that I don't agree with, with, with anything that tells me I am less than a beloved child of God. That's why we come here, to be told and to re be reminded once again, I am a beloved child of God. Life is happening, the world is happening, and I don't understand it. And that's what we have to come down to. If we could just accept that, oh, when these things, these, this, some of this deplorable behavior happens in life, sometimes by ourselves, we don't understand. Could it be simple enough as that? I don't get it. I don't understand. Rather than this means this, and this means this, and this means this, and this means this. I mean, people come into new thought. And they throw their, <laughs> the first time usually, oh, it's so wonderful there. Everybody loves everybody. Everybody hugs. It's so joyful there. And then we stay a few weeks, a few months, a few years, and we start to throw that joy down the drain in favor of limited thinking. The, the old limited thinking comes back. And the world becomes the source of the world. Money becomes the source of money. You know, my body becomes the source of my body. And I forget all about that there's an invisible presence that I forget all about. I'm alive, alert, awake, joyous, and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. That was a, an affirmation that I was taught in my early days in unity by this wonderful teacher, Mary Alice Brown, Reverend Mary Alice Brown. She's not with us anymore, but at that point, she was 77 years old. She'd come over from Teaneck, New Jersey, where her church was, and she would teach the Butterworth Church on 58th Street. And I would see her run up and down steps. And she did it to show that she could run up and down steps. It was very clear that she took a lot of pride that she, at, the, at that age, she could run up and down steps, but she'd start each class with, I am alive, alert, awake, joyous, and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. Say it. And we'd, say, oh. <laughs> and we'd start, I'm alive, alert, awake, joyous, and enthusiastic about life. Say it! And she'd yell at us. And for a while, I thought, is she mad at us? Why? I felt like I was on Gomer Pyle all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and, she, and, she, and I realized, finally, one day, oh, she's passionate. She's so passionate about these teachings and the possibility of healing. And she wants every one of us to grasp that it's possible to heal the mind. It's possible to heal the body. She had had healings. She got it. And she wanted to pass it along. And so this stuff that we, I interpreted as anger was actually passion on her part. I'm alive, alert, awake, joyous, and enthusiastic about life, and my body knows it, and my body shows it. Let's say that together. I am alive, alert, awake, joyous, and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. Let's say it again. 
I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it and my body shows it. Three is a good number. Let's say it again. I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it and my body shows it. Imagine when you're in traffic and you're upset and you say, I'm alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it. My body shows it. You get a call from someone that you don't care for. I'm alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. That your spiritual life becomes more important than what you think. What you don't understand, but you know has to be true in the invisible, it becomes more important than what you are thinking. The health that you see others experiencing or yourself isn't as important as you are thinking about your belief, your experience of the healing presence of spirit, of a God that loves you and can't not love you. My thought is, if your God is not on your side a hundred percent of the time, if your God doesn't know what you want, therefore you do not have to keep reminding your God, you understand this? Give me money, give me money, give me money, give me money, give me health, give me health, give me health. We've got a rap song out of that. Quit asking. If the God of your being doesn't know you, doesn't know exactly what you want and what you need, if the God of your being doesn't know you are good, you need a new God. Go get a new God. You're making it up anyway. I really offended somebody with that statement. Early on when I started at Unity of New York, I wrote a weekly newsletter and said, we're all making God up. I got the nastiest letter from him. I don't know the man. I've never, nobody knew him in the office. But he wrote a letter how, well, that was sacrilege that I made God up. But I clearly am making God up because I don't describe my God the same as you describe yours. So therefore, we're all making it up, but make up a good one. Make up one that loves you so you are free to experience your joy. Now, some of you like what I'm saying here, but you don't believe it for a minute. <laughs> it's very clear in behaviors and speech and what have you. You don't uh, believe it for a second. The world is still far more powerful than this invisible presence. I have been told to face facts. I have been told what that's that this, that's the real world and this is nice. I have been told things, yes, yeah, Sean, but we're talking about health here. We're talking about sickness. Somebody died, Sean. As if you know what it means. As if you have a clue. When our friend Ray Sassano made his, his transition last year, there wasn't a one of us that understood that. We just knew we loved Ray. We knew we would miss him. But I think most of us came to the understanding, including the Sassano family. I don't know. I just don't know what it means. How could this man who we loved so much leave? How could he get sick? As if sick, sickness is for the, the bad people. How is a good, nice people get sick and die? How can that happen? Well, it's been happening for a very long time. Read your Bible. Abel was a perfectly lovely brother in, in, the, in the first Bible, one of the first Bible stories. Cain is the one that lived. His brother killed Abel. Cain killed Abel. And yet, how did that, how could God let this happen? 
God's not a person. God is principle. God is love. And I don't know how it could happen. It didn't actually happen. Let's face it. That's a Bible story. There, nobody was, <laughs> you can believe Cain was not keeping a journal. I killed my brother last night. And we found it years later. That is not something that happened. Therefore, we must take and learn from that lesson that there was a jealousy. On, uh, you know, anybody, anybody ever been jealous? Anybody ever you have people jealous of you? And, uh, oh, nobody wants to admit that, but uh, believe me, I've, had, I've been on both sides. And, and so to look at that and say, oh, so Cain killed, well, he killed that part of his mind. I'm going to read something from the Bible for you. And it's from the Psalms, of all things. 145, verse 17, 18. Now, I want you, as I say the word Lord, to think law or principle. Don't think of this as a person. Think of this as law or principle when I read the word Lord. The Lord is fair in everything and does, and, and, and it does, and, oh, in everything it does and full of kindness. Now, if we think of God as a person, we're not going to believe that for a second. But if the law is fair in everything it represents, it does in kindness, you, you might start to believe it. God is close to all who call on it sincerely. God fulfills the desires, or the Lord, the law, fulfills the desires of those who reverence and trust him. My goodness, this is written poorly. Uh, it's a new, more modern Bible. The law hears the people's cries for help and rescues them. The law protects all those who love it, but destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord and call on everyone everywhere to bless the Lord's name forever and ever. Now, we got to look at that. How could that be? Because these awful things are happening to some of the nicest people I know. But are they desiring the law? Do we all desire the law more than we desire our wants? A lot of us are trying to skip the process and uh, be nice. A lot of us do not desire the principles of health, well-being, and prosperity. How do I know that? Because we don't even try to learn them. We don't even seek to pick up some of our books and get it. What is? What is the law around health? What is the law around money? What is the law around relationships? What is the law of harmony? What's the principle involved there? Because you see, we could, oh, they kill people around here. They, oh, they're killing people. They're killing people. And I would ask you, how many characters have you assassinated this week? How much of your own character have you assassinated when you look in the mirror? Oh, I'm so ugly, I'm so fat, I'm so this, I'm so that. That's assassination. It is killing of the character of each other and ourselves. And since we're all one, when I kill the character of another, I kill my own. I'm not separate from any brother or sister. And it's so hard to understand. This is, this is, this is hard stuff. This is truth student stuff. And 
a lot of people don't want this. They just want to think God is nice and hopefully I'll get what I want for Christmas and my birthday and Monday and the other days. Hopefully. Well, they're, they're a nice person. They should get it. I was taught I am responsible for my own consciousness. I am responsible for adhering to the Lord, for loving the Lord with all my heart. I am responsible. And if I am splaying in my own home, in my own body, in my relationships, in the world, with my money, with whatever, my home, you know, the floor, the sky, if I am splaying and criticizing and fearing and making the world the source of the world, then that's what I'm going to live in. Not as a punishment, but as a result. And so it's a tough one. It, this is really tough. And when I do that, though, I don't get to experience my joy. I certainly don't experience love. But I miss out on the thrill of the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of that which is not yet seen. You know, so, some of us who are more politically minded, how do we expect to see unity amongst all men and women in military, in politics, and everything, if we are getting together to criticize them? What if we got together to pray over the joy of all these beings and ourselves? What, and this is a tough one, because we, we have opinions, anybody? <laughs> we have thoughts, we have opinions. But if we all got together, our dinner parties, we get together to express our willingness to see joy in all beings, despite what we have seen in the past, what, even what we've seen last week. In our politics should be for the good of all people, the good of all people, not for good for each party. There's parties that vehemently disagree, and it becomes a war of parties rather than an effort to join for the good of all people. All people, not just one country. All people. All people. And so, to begin to explore our own values. Am I for all people? And if I'm not yet, rather than condemn myself or hide, to say, how could I become for or pro all people in unity. I don't mean the church unity, but I mean unity as all beings connected. How could I become for that? For some of us, we can't even do that for our own family, let alone the world. Let's start with our own home. How could I be for the joy of everyone in my home, including myself? And then maybe we try the house to the left and the right. How can I be for the joy that people live in that house and the people that live in that house? And then let's try the block. How could I be for? How could I be pro? What would it take? What would it cost me within my pride to be for the joy of these beings? And, and, you, and you keep moving and let it get bigger and bigger and bigger. How could I be for the people I don't like? How could I be pro the joy, for the, for the joy of all beings, whether I like them personally or not? How could I 
How could I before that? Some of us are afraid to ask for what we want for fear we'll be rejected. Even though we might never have been rejected before. But I'm still afraid because I was rejected once somewhere, at least once somewhere. As a child, I was ashamed for even wanting it. For How could you even ask for that? And then I came to Unity and they said, ask for whatever you want. People will say yes, they'll say no. And I learned more people say yes than they do no. I got a lot of good stuff because people say yes more than they say no. And I have taught people, ask. Ask, you have everything to gain, nothing to lose. If they say no, it just means they're redirecting you. But to ask yourself, how do I become for the joy of all beings? One minister years ago, when I asked to be promoted in the church to a minister status, and he said no. And I thought, oh, see, he's against me. He's so against me. Turns out it was the greatest thing he could have done for me. His no was a yes from the universe to be larger, to live bigger, to come here and be with you guys. <coughs> you know, so to start realizing, oh, no doesn't mean you can't have your good. It just means you're asking too small, usually. No often just means you haven't asked for enough. Many years ago, somewhere in these several years of healing and studying this stuff, one day I was upset about something. Who knows what? It could have been anything. <laughs> There's no degree of upset. There's just upset. But I could feel in my gut joy. I could feel it as clear as anything. And I thought, isn't that interesting? I'm so upset over this, whatever it is, but I'm not unhappy. There's no absence of joy in here. And I, I thought, oh, that's what they've been talking about. I still feel what they call the joy of the Lord. The peace that passes all understanding. Because if I'm not basing my innate God qualities on the world, I have everything. I have the entire kingdom within me, the entire kingdom. As long as I'm not relying on the changeable, very likely changeable uh, insanity, we'll say, of the world, uh, the chaos of the world, if I'm not relying on all that, I'm free to be at peace. I'm free to be a joy. I'm free to prosper. I'm free to live very well, and I'm safe to have my feelings. I'm safe to have an upset when I have an upset, and I'm safe to have a great rush when I have that, and I'm safe to have it because, you see, nobody else can take it away from me. Nobody can take my joy from me. Nobody can take an upset from me, quite frankly. Nobody can take any of my good. Because I have said yes to principle. I've said yes to divine law. I've said yes to my good. I've said yes to my God that loves me 100% of the time. Is on my side and willing for my joy, my happiness, my freedom, 100% of the time.
of the time. Not 80%, not sometimes, 100% of the time. That's the God I have made up. I was encouraged to do this years ago somehow through listening to people who seem to be at peace, at ease. And I saw there was stuff going on in their lives, but they were still at peace. They were still at ease. What was going on with that? David had a neighbor, two neighbors. One neighbor complained about every bit of noise in the building. He would catch her on his floor, listening outside to, for when he played the piano, so she could go report it. I see. It's David's story, and you just took it on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I felt that. But there was another man in the building who had done a lot of construction downstairs, and she threw fits about it. And one day, David's in the elevator with that man and that woman. And the woman got off, and David started to complain about her to the man, because he thought, oh, he'll get on board. And, and, and the guy said, what are you talking about? And she, he said, the woman that complains all the time, he said, oh, her, so what? And he didn't care. He wanted his renovations. Let her scream and yell. It meant nothing. She couldn't take away his good. He could give it away, like David did. David gave away his good to this woman with his thoughts. We no longer have to be personally assaulted, emotionally and mentally, by anyone. Sticks and stones might break my bones, <laughs> but names will not hurt me unless I say yes to them. So, I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. Could we say that together? I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. Let's say it again. I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it. One more time. I am alive, alert, awake, joyous and enthusiastic about life. My body knows it, and my body shows it, and so it is.